Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Hello, what's going on? Welcome to another great episode of Straight Talk with Joe. I'm your host, Joe. And we have our wonderful host, Miss Monique Calderon. I think she's muted. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> and we can't forget about Mr. Keith Ellaby. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters of the Lord. How are you guys doing tonight? Once again, this is Straight Talk with Joe, and um, you know, um, another great show talking about the Word of God. Uh, we want to give out a call out call in number early tonight. Call in number is five one six three eight seven one four two seven. That's five one six three eight seven one four two seven. Um right before we get started with tonight's show, let's just uh, let's just do like a quick prayer. Um just uh just to give thanks to God and you know, for everything he's done in our life. Um Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again, Lord God, for your grace and for your mercy. We wanna thank you, Lord, for your peace and understanding. We want to thank you for your ability to teach us, teach us how to love, how to care, how to show compassion for one another, Lord God. We want to thank you for your miraculous gift of healing, any sickness, any distress, any depression, anything that anybody may be going through, Lord God, right now. We pray for healing. Those who are sick in the hospital, we pray that your diagnosis trumps whatever the physician says, Heavenly Father. So we thank you for these and many other things. In your son Jesus' name, amen. 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 So tonight we're going to talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ saves. Um, You know, and we ask ourselves from time to time, well, what is the gospel? Um, You know, you can basically say that all things have a purpose. You know, God is a God of purpose and destiny. In the beginning, He created the Word. You know, which lays, which you know, is laid out in Genesis one. Uh, God began to speak in existence a plethora of different things. You, myself, whatever matter, whatever that you see on this earth was spoke into existence. Um, but when man was deceived into breaking the law, um, his spiritual spiritual relationship was broken, and mankind extended all over the earth, and unfortunately, sin did too. Um, but the beauty of that is is that 
his love still existed. And with that love came the word of God, or as it's later called within the scriptures, the good news. Um, and you know, we're going to kind of dig into that this evening um, and talk about how the word of God is extended through um, his son, how the word of God is extended through the Holy Spirit, and how the word of God can be extended to everyone. Um, just want to reference First Corinthians, the first, I mean, the fifteenth chapter, the first to the third verse, and it says, "Let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news. I preached to you before. You welcomed it, and now you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you from." That saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important. And what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins just as the scripture said. So... Within the scriptures, within the word of God um, Comes The beauty of Jesus Christ manifested um, in, first, in the first chapter of John it says In the beginning was the word And the word was God And the word was with God And then the word became flesh So before Anything it was the word of God Before Creation existed The word existed And when you say the word You, you, can't, you can't rule out Jesus You can't rule out the Holy Spirit And of course you can't rule out God So When we think about all of those Different things The good news Or the word of God was there with us before um, you and I even were a father in our parents' ass. Um, so with that being said, we thank God for the word and we thank God for the good news. And we... Um, Amen. We... Um, We um Yeah, we we definitely Joe, you still there? I think we lost him. Oh. Okay, we, we might have lost him. Oh, um Well let's go ahead and pick up. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, um, brothers and sisters, uh, this is a very, uh, a very special show tonight. Um, we're talking about the gospel. Uh, <clears throat> we're talking about the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, and this is going to talk a lot about faith, right? Um 
the first part um, Joe spoke on was the gospel of Jesus, um, which is why we are saved. Um, the apostle Paul talked about this is the gospel of how Jesus Christ died for our sins and was risen on the third day. Um, and we are to believe, we're supposed to believe that in order to be saved. Um, and Monique, sometimes I, I feel as though that is like hard for some people to believe. Um, and the thing is, the gospel itself is like a, you, you can't do anything Christian like without believing the gospel. You can't do, you can't call yourself a Christian without believing the gospel. You everything stems from the gospel itself. So why why do you think that some people don't believe the gospel Monique, or or they have trouble just believing? What do you what do you think? Well, I think it's interesting that you what you even said that, you know, as Christians, you know, we have to believe the gospel, because I'm finding the more and more people that I speak to that call themselves Christians really don't believe the gospel. Um, Mm. They just do not believe in the power of the gospel. They don't, you know, they'll, they'll say, yeah, they're a Christian, but when push comes to shove, when difficult circumstances come into their life, when their feet are placed to the fire, so to speak, all of a sudden they don't believe that Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead. They don't believe that Jesus Christ um, really is who he said he was. Um, and, yeah. you know, that, that has to do with a, a lot of doubt. And I, I truly believe it's because they're lacking in the intimacy um of a real relationship with the Lord. So, you know, I believe people can call themselves Christians and not truly have a revelation of what the gospel is. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and that's something I'm, I'm really uh, seeing myself. Uh, some people, I've, I've even heard people say it's too easy to believe the gospel. You know, some people would say, oh, you know, that's all you got to do is believe. There's got to be something more to that. Um, but that's what was required to, you know, we're required to believe the gospel. And, and uh, same thing with you. A lot of Christians I speak to don't even know what the gospel is. And I'm I'm trying to figure that part out. It's just like, how can you go to church, go to church for years, and then someone asks you, well, What's the gospel of Jesus Christ? Like, why, how are you saved? And um, you don't know, or you give an answer what you think the gospel is. I think there's a problem there. Where's the break? How is it that we have Christians in church that don't know about what Christ did, but they know his teachings? They know his teaching, they know the live a good life, they know these things, but they don't know why, like, or what Jesus did on the cross and how that saves them. That baffles my brain to this day, you know? I, 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 think, I think that stems from um, a lack of relationship. Um, 
Say, for example, you can be in school and say, you're, say for example, you're in high school. You have 20, 30 people in your class. Well, out of those 20, 30 people, how many do you have a relationship with? You might know them. Mm. You might speak with them from time to time. But in order to truly know someone, you have mm-hmm. to have a relationship with them. Something has to be established with them. So, in essence, a bond has to be created. So the real question is, is there a bond with so-called believers with Christ and the Word of God? And uh, I just want to point out that we're not theologians, we're not pastors or or evangelists or uh, apostles or anything like that. We're just three people that love the Word of God and love to have a discussion um, with anyone in reference to the Word of God. And with that being said, I want to give out the number again. It's 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. But, um, you know, if someone only goes to church on Sunday, they don't fellowship with uh, the congregation or the parishioners on, on Sunday. They don't go to Bible study. They don't go to choir practice. They don't, you know, they don't go through the the vigorous day to day actions that it it calls to be a Christian. Um, and if you don't pick up your Bible, and, to, and and in today's world, you don't even need to pick up your Bible. If you don't have the app installed in your phone, or you don't, um, you know, you don't even have to read the Bible anymore. You can have the app installed in your phone and press play. If if none of those things are in place, or if none of those things are in motion, then you know that's a definite way that you can you know tell if someone does or doesn't know the word of God. Um, so in let, that, let me let me jump let me jump in here, Joe. Before all right, let, let's let's take it let's take a couple of steps back. This is this is what I'm 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 saying. Someone hears about, uh, let's say someone's got invited to church, right? Hey, come to my church, and, um, you know, it's great. You know, just come. You know, someone gets an invitation. I don't know how the conversation goes. Let's say they didn't share what the gospel is. They go to church. They listen to good music. They hear a message. They go home. They feel happy, and it's great. So then, you know, after every service, mostly every service, they say, well, do you do you want to you know if you wanted this relationship with Jesus Christ raise your hand or say this prayer or something like that right now now here's my question if let's say the pastor spoke on uh <laughs> let's say he spoke on something completely unrelated to the gospel let's say he spoke on love right but he didn't really mention the gospel you know the same one we just read from right which is our salvation which we need to believe in order to get into the body of Christ right but he raises his hand they raise their hand they go to the front or they repeat this prayer and let's say the prayer isn't even the gospel itself it's just a prayer to God and from that point are they saved or did they just say a prayer 
because I I think somewhere in between there we're getting caught with not learning what the gospel is, and we just keep keep going to church. And it's good to read our Bible and read the scriptures and get into a relationship with the Lord, but have we well, learned see, why we are saved? Here's the thing. There's two parts to that. One, the okay. Bible says if you confess with your heart, uh, if you confess mm-hmm. with your mouth, I'm sorry, believe with your heart that Jesus Christ mm-hmm. was raised from the dead, then mm-hmm. you are truly saved, right? That's the first part. Amen. The second part is if, well, actually, I can say three parts. The second, so the second part would be if you were born and raised in church, you could, mm-hmm. and I can attest to this, I've seen people, and this kind of goes back to <laughs> something I, that I mentioned last week. I've seen people that felt compelled. And the key word in that is they felt. They felt compelled to give their life to Christ because something was happening in their lives that moved them to say, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So they go to the front of the church and they say, yes, pastor, I confess with my with my mouth and I believe and da 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 Yes, I'm, I, I want to be saved. Now, that's the other thing. They, they say they want to be saved. They never, and I, I'm just using this in a general, general example. So um, they say they want to be saved. They feel good. Within that moment, they leave church, and then an event happens. Something happens that is out of their control. Now, the new converts, the new believers, they're weak. They don't know who to turn to. They right. don't know where to go, right? So then they say they're a drug addict, but they want to be free from that addiction. But then as soon as they get out of church, they walk by someone that they know that, that does drugs with them, and they say, hey, let's go get high. Say, ah, no, nah, you know, I just joined church. Oh, you know, you don't believe, you know, that guy stuff isn't real. Like, and then now that feeling is starting to leave, and then the flesh takes over, and then they go back, right? So now, right. even though even though here's the thing, when you do get saved, God calls you, right? So something right. something in them was. Uh, uh, led to them saying, um, I need I need to go to faith. So with that being said, now they're struggling with this thing. They're struggling with this thing that says to them, I want to get saved, but I love my drugs. I want to get saved, but I love my drugs. And once again, if there's no one there to help them, if there's no one there to reach out to them, then you can say, all right, um, I'm stuck, right? I'm stuck. I, I, um, I, I, want the, I want the word of God, but I haven't been taught the word of God. So now they just go on their own beliefs or their own feelings. Well, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I get what you're saying, but... The thing is, do they have a under like a basic understanding of what the gospel is? You know, I know they they say they want to get saved and they need to hear the gospel. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. They need to hear 
the gospel. They need to hear why, like, why they are saved. They are saved because Jesus has cleansed them from their sins, and he promises eternal life. Um, they have to believe that Jesus is from the Father. They have to believe these things. They be, and, and, and once they believe that, it says it takes faith of a mustard seed, right? So if they believe that, they are saved. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. They want God. God's not going to cast them away. You know, if they, if they hear the word of God, the gospel, they're saved from it. That's what, you know, that uh, Paul speaks about in Ephesians. But I'm saying if they don't have an understanding of what the gospel is, I think that leaves a lot of room for error to come in because they don't know. They might go out, they might want to have a drink, but they, they're still not even sure what the gospel is, of what they've done or why they raised their hand. They know they just felt the Holy Spirit move and they want to come up there. But, and it's like, okay, so that's fine. But why are you saved, though? And Paul but, says specifically, this is why you're saved. But, so but, I, all I'm saying is I see a lot of Christians that don't know why they're saved. They just know they believe, I, and, but they don't know anything about the resurrection or anything like that. So, so, so to counteract that, what did Paul do? So, for example, Paul wrote a letter to um, uh, to, to the church of Philippians, right? Uh, he 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 wrote he he wrote them, in, or, or the church of Corinthians. He wrote these churches, outlining and saying, "I know you you want to believe. I know you want to be saved." But here's here's what you need, and here's what I need to do for you. So with that being said, we're charged to go out in the world, and if someone is led astray, if someone has been converted to become a believer, we're charged to help them understand. Because we can't fault them, especially new new converts, we can't fault them for not knowing. Yeah, there's it's certain things you need to do on your own, but the Bible clearly says that we're supposed to help them. Iron sharp as iron, right? So, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. We're, we're, we're supposed to go out and spread the good news. We're supposed to go out and help our brothers and sisters in the word of God. So, you know, all right, so say someone doesn't doesn't get it. Maybe... Maybe they have their own Bible to, to this day. I, I, don't, I, I can't read. Uh, I don't say I can't, but I, I don't. I don't read King James Version. I don't read the NIV. I read the NLT because I like basic words. I, I might be, uh, you know, I might be simple-minded, but you know, the NLT works for me. The NIV works for other people. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, that might be one hang-up. You know, they might say, well, I don't get the days and he's, and you know, I don't get this, I don't get that. And I'm, once again, I'm not saying that they should be or use that as a crutch. What I am saying is what are we asking these people that say that they're Christian but don't, know, but don't really know the word of God? Are we having a conversation with them? Are we talking to them? And if they do answer the questions that we address, then what can we do as servants, right? Because we're supposed to be servants to those who who we call our brothers and sisters. So what do we do to help them 
with trying to understand the Word of God. Uh, Linda, do you want to jump in there? Yeah. We need to encourage those. That's why, you know, in church, um, I don't know if you at your churches, but I know the churches I've been in, they say, uh, you know, the decision you made, it's a great, it's, it was a great decision, and all of heaven is rejoicing, and now make sure you go out and you tell somebody what this about this decision. And I believe that it's through them telling people that, and, you know, if that's us, if someone was to tell me that they gave their life to the Lord, um, that we're to be an encouragement to them. And we are to, um, you know, start inviting them even to Bible studies or whatever it is so they can really get into the word and understand really what the gospel is. Um, because Amen. you're right, they're, at that point in time, they might not know really what, what the gospel is. Um, and, of course, you encourage them, hey, man, make sure you get into the word. That's your that's your spiritual food. Get in the word so you you know what it says because there's promises in there for you, like we spoke about last week. And and there's just so much um, that you're going to learn about. Now you're adopted in. You're adopted into this new family. You've got a royal bloodline. And so now read the word so you know. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a text or call me. You know, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are to now be, just like you were saying, Joe, come alongside of them and build them up and encourage them um, in the things of the Lord so they can come um, into greater revelation of, of what the gospel is. Because the gospel is two things. This is how I see it. The gospel is simple, but the gospel is also utterly complex because there is so much to it. But at the same time, it's very simple. The gospel is very simple. But as we come into finding out more and more of our identity and of who we are in Christ, that's where the beautiful complexity um, of the gospel comes into play. And it's, uh, it, it's spiritually where those complexities begin to um, reveal themselves to us. It's kind of in that second portion. So you've given your heart to the Lord. Um, now you're doing the work and getting into the word and getting plugged in and getting held account held accountable, you know, with brothers or sisters that you feel comfortable with. And as you as you are going deeper here, you're going deeper in your relationship with the Lord. And now He begins to reveal the complexities of His gospel of His of your identity in Him. Does that yeah. make sense? That makes that makes uh, a lot of sense. Um, and what you said is very key. Once you, once that seed of Christ has been planted in you and you've heard the word of truth, you believe it, you need to add to it and grow it and understand it and deepen your understanding of it and what it means. Um, but unfortunately, that doesn't happen very often, which leads to our next point. And this is something... I don't know if you guys see this a lot, but in the book of Galatians, um, Paul is speaking to um, believers who he says, you know, who who has bewitched you. Um, you know, the, these guys are, there's some people, they, they believed another gospel. Um, and he says, if anyone comes preaching another gospel, let him be a curse, right? 
So we have our gospel, which we gave to you guys um, in 1 Corinthians 15. Um, But it seems that people were changing the gospel. Um, Please, if you guys have, if you guys want to listen in out there, want to just get in on this conversation, please please feel free to give us a call at 516-387-1427. The gospel is about Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Because he loved us, right? But how many times have you heard people, like, change the gospel? How many different versions have you heard of the gospel? And how can someone change, like, the gospel? Does anybody have anything to add with that? Like, how someone can change the gospel? Because I I have a few things I've heard how people have changed it. I've... I'll say this. Um, I was watching something on Smithsonian um, Network the other day, and they were talking about how there's still scriptures that were written maybe a decade after Christ died, or maybe a, a, a a century, not even a century. Yeah, you can say like maybe a, a, a century after you died, a hundred years after you died, or something like that, that have haven't been discovered yet. Then there are some that were discovered thirty, forty years after he after he died. Um, and that interpretation is different because some of those words people have never even heard of. So mm. when you think about that, and then you think about how um, the King James Version became the King James Version, it's more so of an interpretation of what then the King of England, King James, wanted in a book about the Word of God. So when you go through different variations on um, interpretations of the word of God or translations, I think that's a better word, um, it can be misconstrued. Um, and, and, and I think that if anyone is looking for a Bible, I think the best Bible to get is a study Bible because it has those different variations. It has those interpretations. And then it breaks down what it might mean in the Hebrew or what it might mean in the Greek. And when you have a better understanding, then like Monique said, the complexities become simple. So the complexities transcend transcend into simplicity. And once it transcends mm-hmm. into simplicity, then it's easier for us to have a dialogue within the Holy Spirit. Because now mm-hmm. even Jesus said don't make don't make your prayers complex. Let your yes be yes and let your no's be no, right? So with that being said, when you can have a tool like a study Bible, when you can have a tool as simple as Google, when you have something like that that allows you to interpret the Bible in the way that it should be interpreted versus you getting an interpretation from a, 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 
a pastor or a uh, an apostle or you know someone of that nature, then you're 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 getting when you do it in your own true sound doctrine because the Bible says um, beware of false prophets. So you may go to church every Sunday and you may think, oh, my pastor's cool, but you might not know your pastor. You know, there's plenty of scandals that have happened throughout the church and throughout the years that people may have thought, man, my pastor was cool, but then all of a sudden, I guess you could say worst case scenario, your pastor's a pedophile, you know, something like that. So um, it's, 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 it's one thing to say that, um, the word of God can be um, what's the word? Uh, uh, um, misread or misinterpreted. But if you have the tools that that, that, are, that are in front of you, then use them. Once again, a study Bible or something as simple as Google. We can't use that as a crutch when we have these tools in front of us. So, well. Um, uh, but let me make this. Let me make this one last point. Um, <laughs> God says all you have to do is ask, and it's mm-hmm. as simple as that. So if you don't get it, then ask Him, because He'll give you the answer. I, I I understand that, but let's. I'm talking about let's take it back another step. I'm not talking about the Word of God. Um, which we call the Bible. I'm not talking about I'm talking about the gospel. And I'm talking about Jesus Christ living, dying, buried, resurrecting, fulfilling God's work and his promises. How can that be changed? Because you know, as it seems there are people out here preaching false gospels. What do you think I, from what I've read in Galatians, Paul was writing tell and, and telling warning people that Hey, listen, you are saved by faith. Why, how in the world can, you know, you get saved by faith and then people are coming along and saying, hey, you have to do this other thing too. You know, is, mm. is, and it might seem like a good thing, but is that what the gospel is? Um, from what I read in Galatians, that's not what the gospel is. The gospel is we are saved through faith and it's a grace which is a gift of Jesus Christ to us because none of us deserve heaven. But Christ showed his love for us, and we are saved by that love. Um, But I'm seeing people change that and add stuff and take stuff away too. So, like, why do you think that – like, my question is, why do you think people do that? I've heard people – Oh, man, I wrote – go ahead. It's simple. <laughs> I could give it to you in like one sentence. <laughs> because ahead, the do. enemy is a deceiver. He is a deceiver. Amen. And so he will get into the heads of those who um, obviously are, um, you know, susceptible um, to, to listening to him, maybe narcissistic, you know, like Joe was saying. I mean, there's, there's pastors out there. And we're, you know, what we have to say is that we're all human, right? And and unfortunately, you know, that means at times we we give in to our flesh, um, and and we can 
um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, take a step back uh, or fall, you really regress to how we used to be. And so, you know, what we are, what we are to believe is what is in the inspired word of God, the Bible. And I believe mm-hmm. so many people, um, they fall on the crutch of their pastor. And then their worlds are rocked when they find out something happened with their pastor or their pastor did something. It could be something not so big either. Maybe they're, they found out their pastor said a bad word. I mean, I don't know. There's all kinds of things that people can get offended about, right? Um, but at the end of the day, we are not to follow man, right? right? And they are not the gospel. The gospel, the truth, is Jesus Christ. And so that's why in terms of, like, you're talking about these false prophets and all this sort of thing, well, the only way that we will be able to, there's, there's a couple of ways we'll know, right? It's getting into the word and knowing the character of God. And if we know the character of God and what these people are saying and now adding or taking away from the gospel, then we know that that, that is not of God. But another thing is having discernment and hearing from the Holy Spirit, and asking the Holy Spirit, um, you know, is this really, is this truth, is what they're saying truth? Because there can be a lot of, uh, there's a lot of religions out there, right? And um, Mm -hmm. I, for one, don't believe in religion. I believe in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Mm -hmm. there are these religions that can say, okay, yes, you confess with your mouth, and yes, you're forgiven, but you've got to do this and this and this and that. And that's where, if you know, you're reading your Bible, you say, well, where am I? But where in the Bible does it say I need to do that? Where in the gospel did Jesus say that I need to do this? Right? Because mm-hmm. we're no longer mm-hmm. under the law, right, of the Old Testament. We're now under the new covenant that came with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. when he, you know, when he ascended into heaven the veil was torn in half. And what does that mean? That means that we now have free access into the Holy of Holies. That means we no longer need an intercessor. We go straight to the Father, and we can speak to him. And so if we know these things, then that is the gospel. Then for someone to say, well, no, you need to actually, you know, pray to, to this person or or this prophet or whatever it is you can't just go straight to god well we know that in the gospel that when we read the gospel it says no we have free access to the father and so it really is in terms of false teaching um it's the enemy deceiving but we because what did jesus christ say when i leave i'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be your advocate. He's going to be your guide. So we can rely on the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and discernment and be able to discern whether or not this is a false prophet or they're teaching false doctrine um, thanks to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And and that's, that's a great point. You know, we have to be spiritually mature to discern good and evil right from wrong, and it starts with the gospel. Um, it starts with that, and 
and accepting that gift that God has given. I've, I've had a lot of different conversations with people, and I've heard a lot of different gospels out there. I've I've heard gospels where um, you have to take Passover. I heard gospels where you have to observe a certain day of the week. I've heard a gospel where you have to get baptized in order to be saved, and that's a whole nother conversation. I've heard gospels where, you know, you probably have to marry someone in order to be saved. You know, it, it, the list goes on and on and on and on. And what I've seen is the enemy's using the same tricks he's used in the Garden of Eden where he'll twist a little bit of God's word. And honestly, it, it's, I love the word of God, but it just seems like people are taking bits and pieces of Scripture, formulating their own theology behind it, and calling it the gospel when it's clearly laid out what the gospel is, and people say, well, you got to do this, and you got to take this part and spin that part, and it's like, well, well, it just says here this is what the gospel is, you know. Um, and, and I've just gleaned that these are different parts of the gospel. If you guys want to write this stuff down, um, feel free. The gospel is mainly about Christ's obedience to the Father. Uh, it talks about that in Hebrews 5, 8. Uh, five, eight, nine. Then it, the gospel is about the righteousness of God through faith of Jesus Christ, which is Romans three twenty one to twenty four. The the gospel is about Christ's blood that He shed for us um, for the remission of sins, Matthew twenty six twenty eight. And the gospel is about God's love, J- Jesus' love, John six thirty seven and John three sixteen. It's all about Jesus Christ. Um, it it it's I don't know how it could get any you know more simple than that. But when we get all these other doctrines and it and it goes back to the Galatians uh, conversation that I brought up, I can see how the enemy can make it look reasonable and make it look right. But if it's not what God has said, that that means it's wrong, and that's what you know the enemy tries to do. He he makes. He adds a little bit to it to try to maybe enhance it, but it's still wrong at the end of the day uh, because that's not what God has said. And uh, think about it. The Galatians were trying to add the works of the law. Um, and for people that don't know what we're talking about when we say works of the law, um, God gave uh, the people of Israel commandments and laws to abide in. When Christ came, he completed that law um, and put, and now we're under a new covenant. We started a new covenant where the laws would be written on our heart. Now, Christ gave a commandment in John, <clears throat> and he gave a lot of commandments, but the whole, the whole law of Moses can be summed up in these two laws, uh, these two commands, which is love God, and the other one is love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Christ left the new commandment is that, the brothers and sisters of Christ should love one another as we love ourselves. Um, those are the, the, the commandments. And that's, so Jesus Christ completed the law. He didn't abolish it. He fulfilled it. So we are under him now. We are in him. We need to believe on him. Uh, we are justified, justified by our faith. Now, people tend to come along like they did in the, the book of Galatians and try to say, well, you got to believe and keep the law too. 
You have to believe and do this. You have to believe and do that. And that seems just like that seems reasonable. I mean, why wouldn't you want to keep the law and believe in Jesus Christ? And but that's not what saves us, though. And I think that's the difference that I'm I'm really starting to see in how the enemy likes to play in the white spaces of the Bible and just say, hey, well, you got to do this now, and you got to do that, or you're not really saved. And um, that's just something that the body of Christ struggles with, I see. But, all right, so two points. One, last season I struggled. I really, really struggled with um, that top 25 list. I think his name is Pastor Uh (laughs) Sonny. Like, I really, really struggled with that. But the good thing about it was it challenged me. And one thing that 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 I say about that list, it was the word of God, and it was it wasn't deviated because I went back and I looked and I was like, I can't argue with it because it's the word of God. So right. when you, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if someone says, well. I interpret the Bible this way, so I think we should do this. Like you have, like like how you said, uh, you have to get baptized in order to be a Christian, and, or you have mm-hmm. to take communion in order to be a Christian. What does the Word of God say? Right. I, th- I think I think right. like that's like the main thing, right? But then the other point to that is, you know, you mentioned that the the devil, and I say this a lot. We give the devil too much credit. We 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 treat the devil like he's omnipresent, like he's always there, like he's always around, and he's not. Now let now let's not take for granted the fact that, you know, there are obstacles that uh, that we're faced with on a daily basis that might be put in place that he put there, but he's not always there. He's not he's not the one that always influences us. You know, like Monique said, we're human. We're we're still made of flesh. And since we're still made of flesh, we're still a part of this world. So we may fall, we may fall short of the glory of God. Not the devil allowed us to fall short of the glory of God. But with that being said, mm-hmm. the, Jesus was tempted by the devil. And what right. did Jesus do to counteract that temptation? He backed it up with the word of God. Amen. So we can debate about this prophet or this pastor saying this is that and whatever, but just like Jesus did, we have to back up our beliefs, what we see in that book with those white pages and black letters, sometimes red, um, we have to discern. Ask God for discernment. We have to discern what he says in his word and ask him for understanding. Because if we right. just lean on what man says, yeah, we will be lost. We'll be lost. We'll be confused, and we won't we won't know what to do, what to say, and we'll just go on what that individual says. So you know, we we have to um, have some type of interpretation um, through discernment, but that's only through. The word of God. 
I agree. I, I definitely agree. Um, the word of God is the standard and Jesus is the standard. And, uh, we have to definitely make sure we're reading with in communion with the Holy Spirit to help us understand all things. I'm I'm just talking from the standpoint of the the nucleus of our faith, which is the gospel, and how I believe the enemy attacks that part before anything else. And that's how you you know, uh, Monique said you see all these different religions and things like that. A lot of different religions or sects believe the Bible. But like you said, we interpret it differently, and they get something completely different, and they get a completely mm-hmm. different gospel. And I don't think if, – if I sat down and I read the Bible and I started teaching, you, know, you have to do all these things to be saved, and you point out one verse, and it says, well, Keith, it just says this. And I'm like, well, you're reading that wrong, Joe. That, that's wrong. <laughs> and it's just like, well, wait a minute. I, I, I'm just telling you what it says. And and that's what we have now. We have a lot of different people telling, saying what the gospel is, and some people are adding to it or taking away from it. And it's right there on the page. I believe the Holy Spirit definitely has to come in and and let help them see um, the truth. They you know, and I I think there's definitely simplicity in Christ. Uh, and Jesus said His yoke was easy. I I don't. I really think the enemy's job is to confuse people on what the gospel is. And that comes by reading the word of God, studying it, uh, looking, reading why the gospel had to be the gospel. Why did Jesus Christ had to die on the cross for our sins? Why did his blood have to be shed? Like what, what are, what do these things mean? Why? If we are in the faith, and we don't know the answers to these questions because we're not reading our Bible. How do you expect to help anybody else if they come mm-hmm. up to you? If you're not reading your Bible, they say, hey, hey, uh, Joe, how, what's the gospel mean? Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? What does that mean, uh, Joe? And if you don't know, what are you going to say, turn on T.D. Jakes or something? Like, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we, like you said in the beginning of the show, we are supposed to know this word. And we're supposed to be teachers. We're supposed to grow in it. Um, but it, if we're not growing, the enemy is going to keep putting bad doctrine out there. And people will follow man and schism off and start their own thing. And they'll just keep repeating over and over and over again. Well, the other thing, uh, no you know, the, to the, the, <laughs> I, I like I like <laughs> But T.D. Jakes isn't going to be in your room telling you you got to read your Bible. <laughs> you know, that's, that's right, on right. you. That's your responsibility as now a follower. Just like if you were to say you're going to do a, the paleo diet, you know, you're, you are responsible for making sure that you adhere to the paleo diet. And how I see it and, and the word of God backs me up is that, um, you know, we've got to wield our swords. And our sword is the word of God. So how do we expect mm-hmm. to fight off these, this false doctrine um, if we do not have our weapon, which is the word of God? And the other thing, mm-hmm. like you're saying, you know, if people are coming at us and asking us questions, we've got to be able 
to know what the word says, but I'll tell you what, there are so many people that I've spoken to um, and that I know who, you know, don't even know uh, how to properly pronounce the names of the books in the um, but really, you know, what, what is it? What's Genesis about? You know, what does Exodus mean? You know, um, really, the, the, the first, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and, and what's the difference? Um, but they say they're Christians, um, and, and it's because they're relying on, on the church. They're relying on the churches they mm. go to to give them everything they need um, they they are relying on the church to equip them in their walk with mm-hmm. God. And what people need to understand is that it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to feed ourselves, right? We're adults. It's our responsibility to open up the word and spend time with God. It's a relationship. And in that relationship, we're speaking with the Lord, right? through prayer, praising, thanksgiving, um, and, and opening up the word. It's as if you, we were dating someone, and they said, and it was a person of our dreams. And they said, okay, here's this book. This is everything you need to know about me. And if you know this, you and I will be together in paradise. And it's this person of your dreams. So what are you going to do? You're going to study that book from front to back. And, and, and be mm-hmm. taking notes because you want this person of your dreams. Well, God, he should be the love of our lives before anybody else, before our husband, before our wife, before our mother, before our father, before our careers. And so we are to study this book, this weapon from front to back so that we can also be able to build others up. So if others say, well, you know what, I don't really understand. I don't understand grace. What is grace all about? What does it mean? I've heard so many different definitions that we can say, well, I could say, well, my sister, let me go ahead and let me explain this to you, and let's crack, crack it open to, and I can throw open a verse um, in the Bible, and, and we can start to be able to teach one another or help one another to break open the word of God and get interested in what it says. Um, you know, but ultimately it's our responsibility because it's our personal relationship with the Lord. Amen. I, I agree. I, I think, I, I don't know. This is where I'm kind of torn guys. I, I know it's our responsibility, our personal responsibility and I know we're supposed to help our brothers and sisters. <clears throat> and it's like the only thing I can think of is we just need to love one another um, because we are one. And we need to help carry our burdens of one another. Um, it's our personal responsibility. We take up our own cross. Um, but we are supposed to be there to assist and help our brothers because we should be laying down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I just get kind of frustrated sometimes when I just see all these different, um, doctrines out there and none of them are about the gospel or the doctrines that are about the gospel. It seems like it's all this added stuff to it. And I'm just like, well, I don't know if that's the gospel either. 
um, but we just have to lean on the Holy Spirit, and 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 the he'll, the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. Which goes to our next point um, about you know the gospel um, closing closing session is uh, we we just want to encourage our listeners out there to like get into the word, know that Jesus Christ is the only way. The gospel still saves. He paid the price for your sin. He went to the cross and died for the ungodly. Um, You did not deserve it, but he loves you. He showed his love to the whole world. Um, And the gospel sets you free from bondage and sin and those things. You all you have to do is believe. Believe on the work of Jesus Christ. Believe on the promises of Jesus Christ. Put your faith in him. Put your trust in him. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Um, and I just want to add a couple of things here. If you go to a church, if you went to a church, you've heard the gospel, you've heard the word, you believe the word, you're you're persuaded, you want to receive that gift. The next thing you can do is know that you are a child of God. You are loved by God. You have received the Holy Spirit. He's your father now. And he doesn't want to let you go. He loves you because you love the son. And uh, you, it, it's so many things, like Monique said earlier, so many promises that come with that, what you just did. The best thing you can do is learn the word of God, what it says. Learn what it says, and learn that it's good for you. I want to read a quick scripture in Titus 2. It's uh, Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. You know, I, I, I hear it a whole lot that, you know, after you get saved, you you you, you Turn your life around and do all these other things, and that's fine. But after you get saved, know that the Lord's going to wash you with the word and clean you up um, because you were dead already. He has quickened you and made you alive in him. So the old self has died. Now you're the new self walks in the spirit, um, and it's going to unlock your potential of what God has wants you to be and what he's called you to be in him. That is a great gift, and that's a great promise. Um, And ask the Lord to speak to you and show you your own lane. The worst thing you can do, uh, uh, there was a post that went up today, is compare yourself to other Christians and try to mirror their walk and mimic their speech or what they teach or whatever they do because that's them. Don't, Don't look at them and say, well, God's really blessing them. Let me be like them. So God can bless me too. No, 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 no. That that's not that's not correct. Let the Lord speak to you. The Lord will grow you up, and the Lord loves all His children. He's not a respecter of person. So I, I just wanted to share that with you guys, and that's like my final comment. Um, please feel free to give us a call if you want to talk. Five one six three eight seven one four two seven. Monique, Joe, y'all have anything y'all want to share? Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to uh, say this. Um, two scriptures. Many are called, but few are chosen. And my sheep know my voice. 
reason I mentioned those two scriptures is because when God calls you, you know God calls you. When God says something to you, you know that it's him talking. And we can say, and I say it all the time, um, something told me to do X, Y, and Z. Something told me to do something. We all know that that's the word, not necessarily the word, but that is God telling you to do something. We know the difference between right and wrong. And when the man fell from God's place, that gave human beings the option to have free will. And with that free will, we became, as the word of God says, just like him. And when we became just like him, that gave us the option to understand the difference between right and wrong. So if I know the difference between right and wrong, I know that Scripture says that his sheep know his voice, then that to me means I don't have options to 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 listen to what other people say. I have to do my own research. Now whether I do it or not is uh, falls back on me. And I'm gonna be judged by that. I'm not gonna be judged by what somebody else says. I'm gonna be judged on my actions. And if my actions don't align with the principles that are laid out in this book, then I'm going to have to atone for that. So, in closing, I guess I'll just say this. Read your Bible, study your Bible, ask questions to God, um, have an open dialogue with God, have a relationship with other believers, and just try to live right and love one another and pray without ceasing and ask God for whatever your heart desires and it'll be given to you. Amen. So, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, pray for those who fight for the you. Pray for your enemies. Um, that's all I have for the night. <laughs> um, I just wanna wanna leave with the gospel is something that's just so beautiful. And in the old testament the prophets everyone was talking about the Messiah. And in the New Testament in the Gospels, as they call them, right? The Messiah came. And he did exactly what was prophesied, exactly what was spoken of, you know, hundreds of years before, right? And the Gospel is Jesus Christ. It's his love. It's the love that the Godhead, that our Father God had for us that he couldn't go on without us. And so he sent his only begotten son to be sacrificed. And on that cross, every single sin that we've ever done or that we ever will do 
was nailed to that cross. Jesus bore all of our sins. He bore all of our shame. He took it all willingly for us. He suffered in the garden. He was tempted just like you and I are tempted on a daily basis. And he was tempted by the devil himself. And as we said earlier, you fight back with the word of God. But if you're just coming to know the Lord or or you're curious about who God is, you simply invite him into your heart and know that he will do the work. Um, At the point when you're opening yourself up to God, all you need is an open heart. And he comes in and he transforms you from the inside out. Now, this work that we're talking about going in and getting in the word and all of that, yes, that will come. But for I'm speaking to those specifically, those of you who um, are curious about this God we speak of, are curious about Jesus Christ, or maybe um, you guys have gone back, you've regressed um, because you didn't really understand um, what the gospel was. And the gospel, the gospel is just the perfect, if you look at the picture of Jesus, if you just can think about Jesus Christ on that cross, that's love. And that's how much you're loved by God. That his one and only son would bear all of that pain and all of the sin, and all of the torment, so that we can, on the day, on our last day that we breathe, that we can enter into paradise with our creator. It's that simple. Amen. Amen. Um, That was definitely beautiful, Monique. Um, We actually have a caller that would like to speak with us today. Someone from 267, area code. Um, let's uh, take this call and see what they what's on their heart. Hey, everybody. This Hello, is, you know, uh, with- Hey, how you doing? This, this is Josh from uh, Philadelphia. I'm calling. Uh, oh, what's going on, Josh? Hey, what's going on, Keith? How's everything? Everything's good, brother. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I I I fully agree um, with y'all in regarding the gospel um, and everything. I just wanted to to add a couple of things, um, and um, a couple of things I wanted to add was, you know, definitely um, whoever's listening, definitely take the time to pray, reading, and as well as fasting. Because only some things come through prayer and fasting. Um, it, if you want to seek after, because God's a God that He loves you so much that He'll constantly reveal Himself to you, especially through the Holy Spirit. Um, once you accept Him, faith is one of the key components. You have to believe. Um, but if you also um, want to learn more about the Scripture, you can also get like apologetics, different things. Like Josh McDowell has a book. Just 
plain simple, like more than a carpenter. That's something that you could just read that um, you can, you know, refortify your faith and what you believe in and knowing who Christ is and what he has done and that, you know, that you can have this faith in him knowing that, you know, if he's all that he is all powerful and all loving and that, you know, what he's done for you is for real. It's real in this in this day and era, you know, that he did die for your sins, that he did rose from the grave and, you know, with all power and all love, you know, and that your sins are forgiven and that he has redeemed us and has blessed the works to this day. So I just wanted to, you know, jump in and, and say I truly appreciate knowing I'm asleep, but I, I, uh, I decided to stay up, make that sacrifice, and stay up and listen to the show. So I truly uh, appreciate y'all conversation. Oh, man. Uh, thank you for, for calling and, Thanks, and blessing us, man. Really, thank you, Joshua, for calling in. Um, and may the Lord continue to bless you as well. Um, we definitely agree, you know, prayer and, and fasting is very important. Um, you know, fasting is a, is a time to just really be in God's face, cutting off everything that's not of God. Um, even if it's uh, reading, uh, I don't know, a magazine or something, I don't, <laughs> just anything, everything, um, to just hear from him clearly. But we, we'd like to thank you guys, and God bless. Um, you guys have a great night. Um Please feel free to check out www.walkingischrist.com. It's a very good Bible study um, where you can learn each book of the Bible through audio. And it's just a very simple tool, very good. Um, please hit us up on uh, Twitter at Straight Talk Joe, S T R 8 Talk Joe. And we're on Instagram at Straight Talk with Joe, or excuse me, Straight Talk Joe. Um, and on Facebook, join our group, you know, like us. We're not, we're not preachers. We're not pastors. We're, we're not ordained ministers. We're just believers. We are people that are looking toward that hope. Um, and we just want to talk and have conversations with our brothers and sisters. And if people are inquiring that they're not believers, you know, give us a call as well. Thank you guys and have a great night. Welcome to the show. It's straight talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's straight talk with Joe.